good to be here tonight. Certainly, we are, uh, it's a pleasure to uh, come to Babies and try to bring the Word of God. Uh, I don't know what you had in mind, but I know what I got in mind. Amen. So, Jesus is the one that we need to recognize being the Almighty, all-powerful. He's the one that's going to save our soul in the last day. Because God has the authority over everything. It is in Him that we move and have our very being since tonight. Uh, we have studied from the book of First King, chapter 18, which was read in your hearing. And we want to uh, talk about these verses. I thought about going back from the beginning, but time will not allow me. So what I'm going to do is catch the higher part of the verses, and we'll talk about these and other things that we'll, we'll talk to you through the time I've got tonight. If you have your Bibles, I want you to study with us the Word of God, which to find Brother read into our hearings. So since he start there, we'll start there too. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, won't you keep in mind what's going on now? In this movement, I might call it that, or in this story that we have tonight, in this picture that you see, there was a time when everything was well. But there came a time when at least it's been probably uh, scholars say three years since it had rained. And, and they were trying to keep the flocks from dying and all the beasts and the people were losing control of being without water and all this kind of thing. You know what I'm saying. And they had some people there. Now, Elijah was a man of God and Obadiah was also a man of God. But now Ahab, that's another horse of another color. Amen. So, uh, being in this situation, uh, to know who God really is. And let me say this, God is a spirit according to John 4, 24. And they, that's us, that worship Him, must worship Him in spirit and in truth. John 8, 32, you shall know the truth. Truth shall make you free. In this lesson, there's a problem going on. So Elijah get to the point, I'm cutting this kind of short because I have some other things I want to get to. He came to the point where he called all Israel together. Ahab was there and he had 450 prophets. Since the problem of thirst and wasn't raining, and there's going to be something come out of this in a few moments, that, 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 in my mind, now listen to me, in my mind, something is going to happen to prove to the people who God really is. Now, I know that in essence, some of those people didn't believe in God. Of course, that's their opinion. And that's what we're talking about. 
limping between two opinions. According to the word limp, one brother said it's jumping from here and there. I guess that makes sense. Going from one thought to another. But Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know. Now we're men after Bible, aren't we right? Amen. We ought to know, Brother Tony. You don't mind me calling your name. Amen. We ought to know. Since we claim to be the children of God, which we are, and the church has been brought about by God Almighty through Christ His Son, which we are, then we ought to know the Word of God. Is that not right? So now Ahab has a problem. He really didn't want Elisha. And I'm injecting this. What I see here to bring on the possibility that Elijah might know more about the God of heaven than he does. And that's how things happen sometimes. So Elijah's going to put this thing to a test. So what does he do? He called all the children of Israel around. There was a place called Mount Carmel, and all in this uh, plain there, God's people came together. Uh, some of the people came together. Now, all of them might not wasn't God's people. Let, 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 let me say this. Now, watch this. Ahab was a king at the time. And he thought, now, that's where we get, he thought that his God would prove to be the God that they would worship. Now, Elijah got the folk together and said, now, Ahab, you, 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 Say you worship Baal? Yes. I worship God of heaven. Yes, sir. i tell you what you do. If Baal be Baal, you worship him. If God be God, you worship him. So what we're going to do, we're going to put this thing to a test. And what we do, we'll build an altar. And we'll, we'll set this altar up and we'll get a bullock and we'll cut it into pieces and, and we're going to put this uh, sacrifice on the altar, and then we're going to uh, uh, see who answers by fire. Now, as they begin to work here, God's mind is going through the mind of uh, Elijah, and Elijah knows what God would have him to do. So God, uh, Elijah was a steadfast man. He was committed to the Word of God, which we ought to be. Amen. So here's the problem. Elijah said to Ahab, here's what we're going to do. You put your sacrifice on there, and I call it sacrifice. You put your wood up there, and you put your meat up there, and you cut it up into pieces, and which one? I said, now, not only are we going to do that, say, which one answer by fire, we're going to worship him. So the people began to start in the morning. They began to call on Baal. And he's actually been a man of God, kind of, I don't know what he'd call it, making fun or not, but he, he kind of put the finger on him, so to speak. He said, what's wrong with your God? He must be gone on a journey. 
He's not answering. He, might, he could be asleep. Why don't you wake him up? Maybe, just maybe, maybe he, this God that you're talking about is not the God you think he is. Now, I interject that. Now, watch this. Well, they was dancing around and they got upset and got very furious. And you know when people are trying to prove a point and it don't happen, it gets on the nerve, don't it? Amen. So they begin to cut themselves. The Bible said they cut themselves, they danced around, and they shouted about their God, and, and all this blood gushed, gushed out. And here's Elijah still standing there looking. I don't know where he's smiling or not. But I tell you what, God was with him. And that evening, when they had got things together and no God answered, Elijah said, come here, come here, folks, come here. I want you to gather around me. They tore the altar down, so what did they do? They went back and they rebuilt the altar and they got the 12 bricks, which represent the 12 tribes of Israel and all that kind of thing, and they got together and, got, and Elijah says, now, what we'll do, I'm going to cut this bullock up and we'll get it ready and we're going to uh, 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 put the wood on the fire and we'll lay it down there. And at that point, Elijah said, I said, go get to your barrels. We're going to get four barrels of water and we're going to pour all over this wood and all over the altar and all over the sacrifice. They poured the first time. He said, go get some more. We'll do it the second time. Amen. Go get some more. We'll do it the third time. And water was running everywhere. This is God that we're serving. Now watch this. Elijah bowed his head and prayed to the God of heaven. And as he prayed to the God of heaven, to make a long story short, amen. He is God, the God of Isaac, Jacob, and, 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 and Elisha was committed to the word of God. And as he prayed, the Bible said, fire fell from heaven. So the, the answer was coming by fire. Fire fell from from heaven and it burned up the altar and the sacrifice and all this kind of stuff and all the water that was in the trenches and the wood soaked water it burnt them up and the water that was in the trenches the Bible says and it licked the water up now that's power and when these people saw the power of God coming through Elijah they realized then that that Elijah God was a true and living God. And they knew that they were worshiping something that did not answer because when they called on it, it did not say a thing. Now let me tell you, church, the word of God is right. Seek ye out of the book of life and read. Now here's another situation now. We're talking about opinions. In the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 13, when Jesus came through the coast of Caesarea and Philippi, his disciples was all around, and he asked a question. He said, now, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, watch the question. Some say that you are John the Baptist, he wasn't John the Baptist. But why did he say it? That's their opinion. Isn't that, you know, people, Brother Tony, still have their opinions today. We're living in a world now when the, every church in the world, some folk think is right. Don't mean to hurt nobody's feelings, but that's 
It's true. The Word of God is true. See, if we can't understand the Word of God, then we can't be saved in the last day. That's why Jesus said in John 14, Let not your heart be troubled. Now, we live in a troubled world. But our trouble is that we don't believe what God has said. So when these folks came down through that place and Jesus began to ask the question, Who do you think I am? Some said, Well, you're John. He wasn't John. That's their opinion. Some said, Elijah. It wasn't Elijah. That's their opinion. Somebody said, well, he's Jeremiah. It wasn't Jeremiah. That's their opinion. Well, here comes some more said, well, now, he's just one of the prophets. No, he wasn't one of the prophets. That's their opinion. Who was he? Well, he began to ask. Then his disciples were standing there. And he said, who do you say that I am? They said, thou art the Christ. The Son ought to live in God. Then he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajana, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto me, but my Father which is in heaven. He's talking to Peter. Then he said, Upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell, or the devil himself, shall not prevail against it. Amen. Now, who was a rock? Well, Brother King, you know, he was talking about some kind of solid Foundation? No, 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 it wasn't. I had people tell me that. I said, well, what do you mean by a rock? A rock is something that sits on the ground very hard and takes a great big old hammer to break it up. Brother, you got the wrong opinion. It wasn't talking about that kind of rock. 1 Corinthians 10, 4. That rock was Christ. So now when he referred upon this rock, I will build my church. Who was he talking about? He's talking about himself. Building it upon himself, Christ was that rock. And not only that, he said, I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. What do you mean key, preacher? Well, you don't need no key to go to church. Yes, you do. Amen. Now, you think about a key to go, and I got a truck out there. Amen. I hope nobody can start a truck by my key. Don't you see what I'm saying? Everybody got a key, but they're not the same kind of key. Now, the key that God was talking about, that Jesus was talking about, is the Word of God. I give unto you the keys of the kingdom. And whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That's what he's talking about. So he's now talking about building the church. And the church was not built. The church I'm talking about was not built with wood, block, mortar, and all this kind of stuff, it was built by the blood of the Son of God. John 19, 34, they pierced him in his side. Forthwith came blood and water. Somebody said the water is for the washing and blood is for the cleansing. Amen. So the Word of God is right now. They had their opinion about who was going to build the church. Now, when I move over from Matthew 16, right over to chapter 17, if you got your book, you can, you can just go over and look at it. 17th chapter, here come another incident. Now watch this. Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Now watch the opinionation of folks. Let us build here three tabernacles. One for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. Now God didn't approve of that. How do you know? 
Because my Bible tells me that as Peter spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Now, if God had approved of this uh, talk that Peter was talking about, and Peter was quick to speak anyway, amen. He's always getting ready to say something like some of us sometimes. But now, see, Peter's not the head of everything. God is. Had Peter been right, there would have been a church of Moses and a church of Elias and a church of Christ. But God broke that thing up. What's wrong? Peter had his opinion. He just didn't understand at that time what God was talking about. Now, in Ephesians chapter 4, I want you to follow this now. There is one body. And this is a situation that we have all in our community right here around McMinnville and everywhere else I've been. The problem is we don't know what the body is. There is one body, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Now let's go. One faith, that's a system of belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is reward of them that diligently seek him. Now, let's look at the one body. How many bodies? One. Well, a preacher, what are you saying? One. Yeah, just one body. Well, what is the body? It's a church. Whatever that body is, I know one guy, Ephesians 3, 6, that the Gentiles might be fellow heirs of the same body. Now, what are we talking about? We haven't mentioned anything else yet. But whatever it is, the Jews and the Gentiles work to be together in the same body, just like us tonight, whoever you are, wherever you're from, don't make no difference. We are fellow heirs of the same body. There's not another. Okay? Now, what's the body? We're in Colossians 1, verses 24. In the latter part of that verse, so when Go through a lot of time because the first part don't get, don't explain what the body is, but it, it ties to. Now, the latter part of that verse says, now I want y'all to catch this, the body, which is the church, what do you say preacher? The body, which is the church, are you saying to me that the body is the church? That's what Paul says. Is that not right? Now, if you back up to Colossians 1.18, the Bible says, He, that is Christ, is the head of the body, the church. There it is again. Well, if Christ is the head of the body, the church, then I want to know how many bodies there are. One body. So if, 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 if the body is the church, then how many churches are there? Oh, we got our opinions. Somebody said, boy, that's a lot of churches in the world. Oh, no, no, no. God said just one. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, listen to this. By one spirit, or one menu, I use the term menu on that sometimes, by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Okay? Colossians 24, we go back to it again. 
for his body's sake, which is the church. Now, if there's about, if the church is the body and the body is the church, let me ask you a question. How many churches are there? According to the scripture. Well, I appreciate you saying, you know, well, you said it's just one body. Well, it's not me saying it. It's the word. Is that right? In the book of 1 Thessalonians 5, 21, the Bible said, Prove all things. And then it said, Hold fast to that which is good. Now, if I don't have nothing to prove it by, I ought not be saying it. Is that right? Paul said, Preach the word. Be instant. In season. Out of season. Reprove. Rebuke. Exhort. What do you say, Paul? Preach the word. Well, now, Paul, somebody ain't going to, I know that. Some folks ain't going to like the Word of God. They say, well, I don't know what, don't care what you say. I got my own opinion. Opinion's all right when it hits. But I tell you what, this ain't working. The Word of God is right. Cannot be changed. The Word of God is true. It's the truth. Now, I got to keep my eyes on that. Because I get going sometimes, Brother Tony. I don't want to sit down. Amen. <laughs> the Word of God is right. And since this is the problem, sometimes we're jumping on opinion which does not work. There is not but one body, and the body is the church. And you don't join the body. I was at a place one time, Brother Tony, and I made that comment. He said, well, what do you, what do, you do then if you don't join it? I say, anything you can join, you can unjoin. Isn't that right? Oh, you know that's right. He said, well, what does the Bible teach? Acts 2.47. Well, what does it say? Praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added, what do you mean, say, brother? Added to the church daily, such as were or should be saved. God adds you to the church, but He doesn't do it until the final analysis of obedience is completed. Though he were a son, yet learned he obeyed by the thing which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. God knows what he's doing. Christ knows what he's doing. The Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. And all of these are his. Amen. So the Word of God is fixed so when you and I can hear the Word of God, that's why Paul told us in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. God's Word is right. Nevertheless, the Word of God does what? Stand sure. Having this seal certified by God Almighty. And God do not make no mistake. The Bible says by two immutable, immutable things, God cannot lie. So I'm saying that. Nevertheless, the Word of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are His, and let them that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. That is, from sin. God wants us to walk according to the will of God. He wants us to walk in righteousness. And First John 1 and 7, the Bible says, If we, 
What do you mean we? Those who are been redeemed by the blood of Christ. Those who were bought with the precious blood of Christ Almighty. Those who committed themselves through the Word of God. Those who know and understand the Word of God. If we walk. Condition. If means something that, you know, it's, it's there for a reason. Not just walk, but if we walk. And that word walk don't mean taking steps either, brother. It means it's a way of life. It's a way of the command of God. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. You know what God said? If my people, which are called by my name, shall honor themselves, pray, seek my face. What do you say, God? If they will honor themselves and seek my face, Amen. And 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 I will forgive their sins. And let them turn from their wicked, wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. And I will heal the land. That's what God said. You see, there's something about God that we have to do in order for God to let us in. You know, John said, knock. And it shall be opened. Asked. It shall be given. What we need to realize tonight, church, that opinions just won't work. The truth of the matter is, the only thing that will work is the truth of God. Or the gospel of God. That's why Jesus told His disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, listen to what He said. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. What are you saying, George? There are some things that we've got to apply ourselves to. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. Now let me ask you a question. How many of us, I don't ever say you because I'm included, how many of us want to go to heaven when we pass? Well, I know we don't want to go right now, but whenever the time comes. Is that not right? Somebody said, do you want to go to heaven right now? No. I want to stay here as long as I can, but when I leave, I want to be ready to go to heaven. Amen. I'm not in no heaven. And I was to come down and ask you, you probably say the same thing. Amen. Paul said, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? So we need to realize that one day we all shall stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Then every one of us shall give account to God of ourselves, whether it's good or whether it's bad. God bless you. Just almost time for me to quit now. But let me tell you something. Opinions just don't work. Elijah proves his point by let God come down and use that fire. Licked up the water and all that kind of thing. 
Now in 2 Kings 5, let me get back to this. Naaman was a leper. He uh, was so sick. And when you look at the word leprosy, it was a disease that would attack the body. I read somewhere that the fungus would fall off. The toes would fall off and the skin would peel from your body and just drop off. But I don't understand this. Now, I read some things on about leprosy. They said sometimes when they had leprosy, the look was there, but they didn't have no pain a lot of time. They would get sick, sicker, and sicker until they just dry up and die. And there was a little girl who worked for Naaman's wife. She had some recommendation. She told Naaman, said, there's a, a, a man down yonder. And there also there was a king of Israel. And the king of Israel and, and this Naaman's master wrote a letter to the king of Israel and said, now, we got a man down here who's sick and he's, he's, he's he, he can't get rid of his leprosy. So, make a long story short, he sent a letter down to the king, and the king got upset, got mad. Why are you sending a letter to me? I'm not God. Are you trying to make fun of me? Are you trying to get me down the road? When them, and when uh, Elijah heard about this, my wife says, he said, send him to me. So, the man got dressed, got out of the family unit with him, rode down to Elisha's house and parked in front of the door. And Elijah sent a messenger out there, told him what to do. So I want you to go down to Jordan, dip seven times. Well, Elijah didn't like that. You know what he thought? His opinion didn't count. He thought he would come out and rub his hand over him and all this kind of thing and, and speak to his father and pray to him and everything would be all right. Number one, the man has leprosy. Amen. And by law, in Israel, they were not to be in public. So Naaman didn't go out there and rub his hand on it, but he gave them the remedy how to be cured. Go dip in Jordan. He got mad. Like we do sometimes when we hear the truth. We get upset, Brother Tony. We get mad. We bite our lips. I don't like them old folks. They think they know everything. No, it's God that knows it. I'm just a messenger. I got it from the book. So Naaman runs down the road and gets it. And there's somebody told him, I said, Naaman, let me ask you a question. I said, if he told you to do something great, would you have done it? Well, yeah. I said, why don't you go back? And get yourself fixed up because, you know, he didn't say this, but I'm going to say this. Man, if you don't get yourself well, you're going to die. Naaman went back. And the problem was, Jordan was a dirty, now I, I, I didn't write this now, a dirty, nasty, ugly, muddy river. And that's what God told him to. He wanted to go to Farfer, some people call it Abana or Abana, whichever way you want to call it. 
There was rivers of Damascus, and there was water that was clean. You could see yourself in it, man, just cool, calm, and collected. Good-looking water. And that's where Naaman, that's where Naaman wanted to go. Why can't I go to the river that looks good? Let me tell you, brother, everything that looks good ain't good. In God's sight. So, so he decided to go to Jordan. When he went down to Jordan, Dipped himself one time. He still. I just imagined that Naaman said, "Well, I'm not clean yet." But that's not. Oh, that's not the command. He said seven times. Well, when he dipped down the last time, which is the seventh time, my Bible tell me that Naaman's skin became as a little child, clean, clear, no more leprosy. Then he rejoiced. Went and talked to Elisha about the thing and talking about there is a God in Israel and He's a real God. You know, you heard the commercial. God's like Coke. He's a real thing. Amen. God's like Scotch tape. What are you talking about, preacher? Even though you can't see him, he's always there. God is all right. He's everywhere at the same time, all the time. So church, keep in mind what God said, we need to learn to do it. And do it like he says. That makes the world of difference. Opinions just don't count. Opinion will get you in trouble if you follow your opinion. God bless you. I've seen that cloud. Come on, Brother Tony.